You're listening to the Bush Bash Banter Podcast with the Midday Warriors. Hello and welcome to the Bush Bash Banter Podcast with the Midday Warriors. I'm your host, Aiden Payne, and joined this week with Daniel Webb and Zach Standish. Fellas, how are we? Good, thanks. You oh, forgot my man. name there, man. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at you and I was just like, James Kleeman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to James Kleeman. Yeah, James, if you're tuning in, I uh, hope you're enjoying the time off, mate. Um, yeah, no, fellas, welcome. Good to be here. How are we? Going well, thanks. Going well? Having, having, having a good Tuesday, is, which is the day we're recording. Yes, we are recording on this Tuesday for all those tuning in. Uh, could be the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast. I reckon it could just One, as well be, man. Almost two o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm. Well, there yeah. you go. We so are it, good. It, it generally feels good in not being like quarter to six. Mm. Yeah, most most other days we're, we're in here until everyone else leaves the office and the lights turn out and we're the last to leave. So no, it, it is a, a weird feeling, but uh, hopefully we can continue the coming weeks. Uh, all right, let's talk GVBBL. Uh, this is what the podcast is about, um, the Golden Valley Bush Bash League. And we had the first round at the weekend. And boys, we had a couple of uh, some big scores. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, there was teams a and players. Um, yeah, yeah, very, very uh, flat, flat deck was um was the main report out of, out of the weekend. Um, yeah, I think we saw that in the Hazeman game as well on the Saturday. I think yeah, obviously both sides making over two twenty, and yeah, the boundaries were quite you know quite brought in. So going in, we sort of expected it to be high scoring, and we weren't disappointed. I texted you on Saturday because I was out taking photos for that Central Park Tat game at Deakin, and. Yeah, I, I sent you a message tonight on Saturday saying, mate, they'll be scoring bloody buckets of runs tomorrow um, going off this boundary and yeah, going and off the off the pitch because, yeah, a few of the boys that had came off had, yeah, I'd spoken to said that she's an absolute road out there. And, yeah, I mean, uh, not a great day to be a bowler, but a good day to, to watch, um, watch some sixes and, and some fours. Yeah, there was certainly some fireworks, which was good. We saw a few op- openers really, you know, go out there and – like a few in uh, Ethan Brooks for the crushes and uh, the the local legend Paul Newman as well, you know, doing some big things. So yeah, yeah well, it was good. Before you dive into um, the players that perform well, I, I suppose we better just run through the results uh, from the two games. So we had the JD Crushers get the chocolates uh, over the SIP Mud Dogs, yeah. a pretty convincing win in the end. Um, yeah, the. Uh, my dogs just weren't able to chase down the crushes total of 193. Yeah, 193 um, was the yeah the the, the the biggest total ever recorded in, in the bush bash, which I guess you know based off the conditions we were just talking about, doesn't come as a massive shock that 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 yeah. the record would come on that day. But yeah, yeah, it was um somewhat of a surprise really to see the crushes beat the mud dogs. Obviously, they're the two-time reigning champions and probably entered as favourites. So yeah, it was it was good. No, that's it, mate. Um, and then Daniel, your boys. Yeah, the and Panthers. my boys, yeah, uh, the, the Cobram Panawak Panthers, they suffered a bit of a narrow loss in the end, uh, four, four runs yeah. uh, to the Hurley's Hotel Hounds. Yeah, it went down to the last ball and no one sort of, I don't know the vibe that you had, Zach, but I didn't feel like it was going down to the last ball until it did. Well, I yeah. left, yeah, halfway through the um, Panthers innings and I thought they were shot. Yeah, but um, I would. Yeah, I had confidence. Really, yeah, it wasn't really until the last two balls that people actually thought, "Hey, Coburn could win here." Like it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of just like pe- petering out a little bit. And then, yeah, it was. Um, I think it was uh, the, the wicket keeper, uh, Ollie Hull- Hullett, came in and made Willett. 
Oh, will it? Sorry, that's it. Um, yeah, he, he came in there and made yeah thirty-two, and yeah, he hit a six off the second last ball to you know put put them within striking distance. They needed a six off the last ball, and he couldn't deliver. Beautiful. Good to see you're all over the player names this week, Daniel. Uh, Mate, you know, you had some yeah, we, you had some feedback, didn't you? We did hear that you had some uh, feedback on Sunday from a certain Mud Dogs. Uh, well, I will have the record show um, that I think I was the only one that tipped the Mud Dogs last week. Um, so, you know, anyone who says that I don't support the Mud Dogs or have an agenda against the Mud Dogs uh, or don't know any Mud Dogs players, um, you know, I'm just... <laughs> who actually for, plays for the Mud Dogs? For all, those, <laughs> for all those tuning in, we, let's set the scene, Zach. Uh, I mean, you were there, I, I wasn't there. So can you uh, explain to those yeah, tuning well, in? Um, yeah, well, just after the game, we're heading, heading back to the car and we, and we ran into the uh, Mud Dogs owner there, Peter Holland, and yeah, Daniel... He 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 came over to Daniel and had some 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 stern words about the the coverage he was giving his team. The fact that he didn't know any of the players. I wouldn't say they were that um, stern, but oh, <laughs> they, I'd were say they were they were relatively stern. <laughs> and yeah, there's a, a guy made the name of Joe Cook that you had no idea who he was. I knew who he was. He played for Glamorgan. I actually used to live near Glamorgan Cricket Club, so um, <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of his, obviously. Yeah. So it's, and where does yeah. he uh, currently play? He currently plays uh, Q. Yep. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. Yes, don't even have that research. in front of me. I'll have you know. Um, I even wrote the preview for the Mud Dogs, so you know I'm a bit of an expert. <laughs> no, we, um, Skeeter, if you are tuning in, mate, we we do value your feedback and, and anyone else. So if you've got any uh, pointers for us, good or bad, please let us know. Um, yeah, I, I guess let's run through the the first game, which was the Crushers getting the chocolates over the Mud Dogs. Um, that. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, Zach, that that game belonged to one bloke and one player only, and he goes by the name of Ethan Brooks. Yeah, I wasn't actually at, at this one, but from what I heard, it was a, just a blistering knock, 63 off 29 balls. I mean, that's just, yeah, I video mean, game stuff, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> I, I mean, I can maybe run through the, the game uh, in better detail. Um, yeah, taking, taking picks uh, for that one. Um, yeah, he, from, yeah. I heard there were some, some some ramps involved and things like There's that. Pl- yeah, plenty of ramps involved. Just right from the get go, uh, there was a in the first over there was an LB yeah LB decision that went astray. Um, yeah, sorry, a decision that uh, didn't eventuate for the Mud Dogs. It looked pretty close from where I was uh, with the lens, um, but yeah, from there he, he kind of just didn't hold back. Brooks. Um, Currently plays for Peran and is a import from Warwickshire, I think. Yeah, I think Birmingham yeah, something. Yeah, um, yeah, Warwickshire. So yeah, plays county cricket. Um, and yeah, he was just tonking him all all parts of the ground. He's a very handy cricketer. It was pretty good to sit back and watch his efforts. Um, yeah. yeah, I was talking to a few of the a few of the Mud Dog fielders, Alistair McCann, and uh, I think Joe Cook, your mate as well, Daniel. Um, and then they, they were just saying, "Geez, this guy's." Extracting the absolute urine at the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that from you. That's yeah. good. I love that. that, that that's good. Um, yeah. So no, he was he was uh, all over it, Brooksy. Um, and that, I mean, maybe we'll touch on this a little bit later, um, just in terms of the the crowd, because um, I do want to touch on that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll hold that conversation for a bit later on. Uh, running through the rest of that game, have you got? Um, yeah, just having a look here. I mean, obviously, yeah, the the the, the one ninety three was was set up by you know, Ethan's efforts, but yeah. What was that opening run partnership? Uh, that's a great question. Oh, it was eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. So the obviously, yeah, they really you know put put the platform down, which is what you have to do in 
T20 cricket. And then, yeah, they, they did have some some support. Uh, Henry Cullen making 29 of 16. Um, yeah, so just obviously coming in. And uh, Jake Clem at the end as well, making a nice uh, 23 off 11. So, yeah, they were, they were making their runs quickly. Um, the the crushes, which is, yeah, as, as you said, really, you know, put made the foundation for the 193. And backed it up with the ball too, which is which is always good. Yeah, and with the ball, there was a young fella... By the names, uh, a lot of a lot of cricket shepherd and um, followers will yeah be familiar with this surname, uh, Lockie Keedy, the Karamaramis youngster. Uh, yeah, he was able to pop up and, and pick up three for thirty-seven. Yeah, a very talented young bowler, uh, Lockie Keedy. I saw it last season and he took a few fifers for Karamaramis in the in the Hazeman Shield, and yeah, he's following in the footsteps of his old man. Uh, yeah, something like that. Mr. Lightfoot himself, <laughs> yeah. Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. You might be able to add a few more uh, light foots to, to the family tally there, Lockie. But no, he was um, yeah, bowled, bowled really well, and yeah, showed you know that he's yeah got up to it with these premier talents. It's yeah, really exciting for our local boys to yeah get a glimpse of that that level, I guess. Yeah, beautiful. Um, anything else we want to touch on from that first game? Um, I'll, I'll just add that Joe Cook got four for thirty. Um, just so for those Mud Dogs fans out there listening, he did get the valuable wicket of Brooks, um, which was caught on the boundary line by Andrew Chalkley, um, which was a good catch in the end. I actually thought he, mo- I thought he dropped it because he, he like, he, I was looking at the lens and I was able to get the catch in frame and then a few frames later. You see him go and pick the ball up off the ground, and I was like, "Oh, wait, hang on, what's going on here?" He's just dropped an absolute—I shouldn't say sit over it. It was a pretty stock standing catch in the end. Um, yeah. But yeah, he just went—he literally went to go high five Alistair McCann, and ball slipped out of his out of his hand whilst he was uh, yeah going off the high five. So yeah, I thought that one could have been a been a bit of a laugh uh, if he had a drop Brooksy and Brooks yeah. is going on and made a ton. And and just on that wicket too. Um, yeah, Maxie Stancamp, who helped us out at the weekend. Um, shout out to you, Max, for jumping in on the sport shift. Um, he covered that first game, and, and I was texting Max saying, Jesus, Brooks fell, he's, uh, he's a bit of a jet. And, yeah, Max was like, yeah, he's um, you know, on, his way to a, on his way to 100 here, and then uh, literally next ball goes out. So Max put the moz on him, yeah. uh, which, is, which is great to see. We mm-hmm. love that. Um, <laughs> all right, that's enough for the first game. Now let's talk us through Zach the second game between the Hounds, man. the Hounds and the Panthers and Paul Newman. Yes, just uh, showed it us a, yeah, it was a dominant performance from the Hounds. Even though, yeah, as we said, it did get to four runs at the end. It didn't seem like it. Like I thought, the Hounds were the better team on on the day. Um, yeah, and it was really all sided with Paul Newman. I mean, we all know the quality of sports person he is. Whether it's football, cricket, coaching, whatever, he just comes out there and does it brilliantly. And yeah, he didn't really seem like it. From what it sounded like, he sort of wasn't, you know, completely sure whether he was going to play or not. Just rolled out there on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon and whacked himself 90 it, off 58 balls. It, so. He does seem to do that, Numo, from what I've watched over the last few years now. And just, um, yeah, obviously since being up here covering uh, him as a, you know, as a coach and as a... Um, and as a cricketer as well, he's a very laid back operator, and um, I feel like he's one of those real talented sports athletes. Yeah. Um, where no matter what, he'd pick up any sport. Um, it, I, it, I wouldn't be amazed if you pick up a golf club and just. Oh, I could, I could see you playing off, yeah, 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 playing off scratch for sure. That man is, yeah, just just the natural talent and the way he was striking the ball too was just 
crisp, you know, 13 boundaries, nine fours, four sixes. I think in one, at one stage he took a wine Benzal over. I hope I said that, that name right. He went six, four, four, four. So, yeah, he's just, yeah, the way he was hitting the ball was incredible. And I think I also put the moz on Numo too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did Aiden, actually. Yeah, Aiden had the, uh, had the camera and I said, Aiden, he's, uh, he's 10 away, get ready for the celebration and the next ball he skied it. So <laughs> not ideal, but um, yeah, just, just in terms of um, you know, ball striking, you yeah. won't see too many better in local cricket. And Dan- good to, yeah, good to see one of our local boys starring. Daniel, you had a chat to the great man after the game. How was he? Yeah, well, as you said, he was sort of like, he wasn't the most excited man in the world for just coming off a 90, but um, it was fascinating. He said he got a, a one um, playing for Kyabram Fire Brigade the day before. So really? he's come off go. a one <laughs> and he's just clubbed a 90. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he would have went home and been pretty happy with himself. But yeah, he wasn't showing it. He was just kind of just, just chilled. I did love um, how after doing, you know, just crunch 90 runs, and then they go out and uh, field in the next innings, and I look over and into you know, the um, uh, the players like underneath the uh, gazebo, and I just see Numo with his <laughs> feet up, and I thought, mate, you've earned that one. Uh, sit Done back the job. And, yeah, <laughs> just sit back, brother. Um, <laughs> no, nah, that was great to see. Um, and in terms of the run chase, uh, the Panthers, yeah, they got off to a pr- yeah horrible start. Um, Willett went out in the first over. Isaac Willett, I think. Yeah, yep. Yep, the brother. Yep. Uh, Isaac went out in the first over to Cam Stevenson, who, yeah, obviously played for the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, played a couple of games for the USA, I believe, as well. Yes, yeah, he's an international cricketer, yeah. is our Cam Stevenson. So, yeah, no. It was, Had some yeah, wheels. He was, he, was, he, he was rapid. Yeah, yeah I think, I think you were saying a few of the boys were a bit, bit worried about facing him. <laughs> I, I, um, he was quick. Yeah, I was tipped off. Before he, uh, before their innings, and before he, he got thrown the new ball uh, by one of my mates in the crowd, saying, "Mate, this is the fella that ended Adam Voges's career." Oh. Um, so, <laughs> and I was like, "Geez, he, uh, let's watch out for this guy." Um, but yeah, no, he was rapid. He was quick, um, and yeah, they, he was able to strike early, which was good. Um, they, they had a lot more even con- contributions, I think, though the Panthers. That's why I didn't feel like they were doing so well. Like Numo obviously got 90 um, and then everyone else like got a little bit, whereas they had more, you know, people in double figures, I think, um, just skimming through the scorecard sort of thing. Um, So that might have been why it was such a weird sort of run chase feeling. Yeah. Um, Who was the lead run scorer again? um, Damien Cupido. Um, so he was, I think Zach might have even jinxed him as well. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> I'm not going to yeah, lie. He hit a, a six run. and then he was like, oh, here we go. And then bang, he got out the next ball. But um, yeah, he got 39 of 26. Um, Michael Eckard got 37 off 16. Um, and Ollie Willard at the end, 32 off 26 was pretty impressive as well. Um, Jeez, so yeah. Jeez, X was absolutely smashing them at one stage yeah it was good to see you know obviously coming in at two for not very many you you might think oh yeah just go and take it easy but he went out there with an attacking mindset and yeah get three fours three sixes so yeah it's good good to see michael Eckhart and we know just how much of a talent he is playing out, out at the Merca. so yeah, um, no surprises there and the bowling side of things for the hounds for the hounds um, yeah, it was the spinners actually who who did the damage. Um, James Barry then he, he came in and opened the bowling and did, did a good job. Took three for thirty one, and uh, Michael Archer as well was was the other one who Ooh, he, yeah he really uh, yeah he really the, the former um Tatura captain now flying his trade down at a Greenvale in the Premier Competition in Melbourne. Yeah, took three for twenty nine. Yeah, just did a really good job through the middle overs. 
I thought just to yeah keep them yeah keep, keep the hounds in front of the uh in front of the, the ledger them, so to speak so no it was it was good um yeah good even performance from the hounds and talking to the coach Peter Lim yeah. after the game he said this is the weakest side we're gonna have all year so <laughs> as I think uh, yeah I did say in the last podcast they won't lose a game and it's not looking too bad <laughs> that is a scary proposition that that is the weakest team he reckons that they'll get. Like they'll feel that's um, yeah. That's I mean, yeah, they got they're adding James Pattinson into the lineup for the next game. So, so before I guess, yeah, we might finish off the pod with a bit of a wrap on next. Oh, let's just do it now. Next game, the next round. Where are we heading? Are we heading over to? Man, we're, in the, we're in the showgrounds. Oh, showgrounds. heading up north. Jan really? fifteen, I think, off the yeah, top the of Murray. the fifteenth of the fifteenth of January. That is correct. We Mighty are Murray. Okay. Yeah, the Crushers take on the Hounds in Game 1 and the Panthers take on the Mud Dogs in and, Game 2. And what date is that, sorry? The Sunday the 15th of January. 15th of January. So we've got a few weeks away. Zach, you won't be here for I long. will not be here, but I'm <laughs> confident it'll be a good day. Yeah, no. We'll be constantly to refreshing the uh, My Cricket app wherever oh, you may be. I will be, world. mate. I will be, that's for sure. I won't be here. Will be back from uh I will be, yeah. I'll get back the day before, so... Yeah, I'll probably no, just be... Is there a live stream? I think there is. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. I'll just sit, sit on and watch that, maybe. I guess, um, yeah, I, we parked that discussion a little bit earlier about the uh, the day itself. That was your... F- I think that all of us, that was our first... Because um, I've missed the past couple from just being on annual leave. What were our thoughts from, uh, yeah, first experience down there at the GBBBL? I thought it had potential. I mean, obviously, it's a bit tricky at this time of year, you know, Christmas parties and yeah. um, Saturday cricket as well was also on. So, you know, maybe in the future, it could be a, a standalone weekend sort of thing where you, you have it on a Saturday and then the crowds come along because, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of people there, um, especially for the early game. You were saying there wasn't a lot of people there, which is disappointing because obviously, you know, a lot of time and effort and money goes into this as well. So, um, you want to see people getting along and supporting it. Um, and, yeah, I guess it just maybe there was an oversaturation of, of things that were going on in Shep this weekend or yeah, I'm not sure it, what it was. Yeah, 100%. I, I just felt, um, just talking to a few people, you know, the December games have always struggled in terms of a crowd. And, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Daniel. Like, it's got so much potential to, to be a massive draw card for the region, um, yeah. especially seeing the talent that was on. Yeah, it was, it was like, really, really it, good. The cricket was really great. Like high the cricket was, it was such high quality. Yeah. Um, let's just hope that some people, uh, that, yeah, the community are able to get behind what. Yeah. Uh, there was a fair bit on in Shep this weekend, and I mean, I think I feel like Cobram and Kybram might embrace it a little bit more too. Not to say that the Shep people don't get around their cricket, but well, I feel like yeah. I, no, I understand what you mean. Kybram as a town, uh, they just love their sport. Love their sport, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will come out in droves, and if James Pattinson's playing for their hometown team that day that'd be big and i think daniel said as well cobram always show up show up for you know things like this so yeah i feel like in, in january i think it'll get it'll get bigger and better the weather also wasn't fantastic too on sunday so can put that into consideration a little bit so yeah i feel like it'll only get better from here there's also that cricket fatigue that you know a lot of national discussions have been going on about test matches with the west indies yeah, not, being a, not being the greatest thing and obviously the the, the big bash is coming back i think um this week and it starts tonight yeah so it starts tonight, starts tonight uh, i didn't Tuesday know that night. until i saw it on my feed this morning exactly like, i didn't mul- even know have you got your multi sorted oh, after work i'll sit down <laughs> and sort something out maybe. that's a change <laughs> <laughs> usually does it in work <laughs> um, um yeah uh, i yeah 
I agree um, as well, Daniel. I think that just the way that in the current climate of international cricket, yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, and domestic. A bit more advertising probably would have been good too around town, maybe. For the for the bush bash for the bush bash yeah, yeah okay yep just yeah I don't know even like signs and things like that I mean we saw the Gators did a really good job of it get in you in the, the Panthers costume running up and yeah, down something the, like that I mean I don't, know, like, I don't know how you do it but I felt like the Gators did a really good job of it um, in September so maybe if they can take a leaf out of their book I don't know but yeah I feel like a bit a lot yeah a lot of people probably wouldn't have known it was on yeah and I guess that can I guess come back to us as well like we could maybe try our best to promote a little bit more than, than what we did as well um so yeah um uh, but I think we all agree on that there's potential oh, for absolutely potential yeah. yeah it's really yeah a bit of a carnival atmosphere yeah it's obviously yeah considering yeah the big bash obviously is down in the city so it's our own little, own little version of it yeah it could could really do well I think I think that was pretty much everything. I mean, it was yeah. As I said, the the standard of cricket was really really good. Um, yeah, the game obviously seeing the high scores, so people want. So I feel like yeah, with with some more star talent, you know, to come in in January as well, the teams will only get better and the standard will get better. And I feel like yeah, Cobram and Kyabram will really sort of wrap their arms around it as well. So yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting in in the new year. Yeah, no, hopefully, mate. Fingers crossed. Um, just on our predictions, are we all? Still happy with uh, who we've tipped? Hey, I'm loving life on the on the hounds wagon at the moment, <laughs> so I'm sticking with that for sure. I'm sticking with the Panthers. I mean, they showed on the weekend that you know they're flying under the radar. They they almost won the game, and we didn't even realize. Well, we realized they were close, but it didn't feel like they were close. Um, two games, two wins, win the granny. It's easy as that for the Panthers, I reckon. And they didn't have James Seymour. No, he, they had a, a mystery man. <laughs> they, they did have James James Seymour. I noticed uh, running around, but did we find ever find out who that number four? Was? No, I haven't heard back. So. Oh. <laughs> or Haber, if you are, if you're tuning in, mate, yeah. check your who's number check four? your phone. <laughs> Daniel's still wanting to find out who number four is. Yeah, um, I think they had James Seymour like, yeah. as opening bowler. So was it not him? You were down there. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Definitely James. wasn't no. him. No. no. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, but you talked to him during the week, didn't you, Daniel? And he didn't yeah. know it was this weekend. So, yeah, he was a he bit. Got, got a bit <laughs> lost. I don't know. He might have been busy or something. I guess you don't know what happens, what could come up. So, is he on the Ronnie Gates list? No. no. I don't think so. No. Yeah, okay. I think he plays with the Willett boys in the um, Premier League for like Essendon or something. Yeah, I think yeah. he's an Essendon boy. Yeah, okay. Oh, well. Hopefully he's... Uh, we'll see him in Cobram on 15th of January. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Put, it in, put, put it in your diary now, James, <laughs> yeah. and you'll know, you know it's all good. All right, I reckon we've talked enough rubbish for this week. Um, Daniel, Zach, thanks for jumping in. Um, and for everyone tuning in at home, thanks for um, yeah your audience. Um, for what's been a second episode of the Bush Bash Banner podcast <laughs> with the Midday Warriors. <laughs> If you've got a story idea or a lunchtime league legend you want us to know about, hit us up at sport at shepnews.com.au or message us on social media.